This is episode 107 of How to Human. In this episode, I want to talk about the benefits of boredom, which is something that people probably don't talk about or think about at all. But I realized the other day that boredom is a key element to making a well-rounded human being. Because if you're never bored, if you always have some kind of excitement it creates an unrealistic expectation that things will be that way. And we see this a lot in today's kids. And I'll be specific with examples. Let's look at boys and we have porn and video games available in unlimited quantities. And these are pieces of excitement that their brains are addicted to over time because these things have unlimited variability and they're generally always exciting and the brain gets used to having them accessible at all times and the want and need and ability to have them makes such an expectation normalized and the way the brain works is when we get things we want, we get an endorphin release. And by that, I generally mean dopamine. And all these dopamine hits coming from constantly novel experiences becomes an expectation. And it's not real. That's not how life works. We are bored sometimes. And in that boredom, we learn a lesson. We learn that life isn't fun and easy if it's always entertaining if it's always filled with positive things coming at us it becomes an expectation and we extrapolate our leisure time to the rest of the world we just learn lessons that way we pattern recognize how things will be applicable in other areas of our life based on how things appear in some areas of our life. And the worry is, or rather what I see is people who lack boredom have an expectation that their life will be that way. And then it leads to disappointment. It leads to sadness and anxiety. And I want to talk about that today. The main metric I use for understanding whether or not we have a good life is just the happiness metric. And to me, happiness is about whether or not you are above or below your baseline. And the baseline on a simple level, on a scale of one to 10, where do you think life should be? Meaning, if you believe 3 out of 10 is what you can expect, 4 and up are all wins for you. It doesn't necessarily have to be sitting on a beach, drinking a margarita, and loving life. It can just be appreciating time with your family or the simplicity of reading a good book. But all of a sudden, 
if your expectation, if your baseline is eight and a half and life is filled with people doing things for you and the difficulty of tasks at work and having to deal with a plumbing problem. Like these things really get you down. They destroy your sense of whether or not life is worth living because you have such an expectation that everything is supposed to be great all the time. Well, then 8.4 and down are all problems. They're all, all you see are glass half empty scenarios that detract from your ability to enjoy life. And what I'm positing here is that one of the things that helps people understand that life isn't all flowers, peas, and carrots, which is my way of saying good things, is that we deal with times of pain. And not to say that boredom is pain, but it's an understanding that there are ups and downs in life. And when we're constantly seeking good things and avoiding pain, we're teaching ourselves a lesson. And that lesson is life is supposed to be great all the time. And it's just not realistic. What I talk about sometimes is the difference between how logic and emotion see the world. Logic sees the world for what it is. There's going to be pain, there's going to be hardship, there's going to be joy. And there's a proportion that we're going to feel those things. And it's not necessarily up to us. We navigate life as it comes and we do our best. And emotion has wants. Logic takes the world as it is, but emotion has a desire to minimize pain and maximize joy. And to the extent that it can do that, as we live in a world where we can modify the experience that we have, we make an effort to do so. And then as we modify life, we learn the lessons of that modified life. And so the extent to which we can modify life more generally by having greater resources, we learn the lesson life is supposed to be great. So what does that mean? That means the more resources you have, and by that I mean money, and or the more people take care of you, if you are a child who doesn't have your own resources, but uh, it is, it comes out that way because somebody is artificially making your life easier. It's the extent to which your life is easier than it would be otherwise. The more you have, the more your life can be easy. And then you have this artificial experience that generally you are propping up yourself. You move towards eight, nine, 10 out of 10 life. And then you just have so much more downside available to you. There's so many more opportunities for life to be less than the baseline that you've set. And it leads to more unhappiness. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this a lot, that he sees people who come from money 
as having a disadvantage because they don't know how to suffer. And those who come from poorer backgrounds know how to deal with pain and can persevere in a different kind of way. And those who have more resources are crippled by anxiety generally. And this matches what I see and feel as we bubble wrap and coddle people we are teaching them the lesson that life is easy and it's a bad lesson to teach. So what am I saying here? Among other things, I'm saying that we're addicted to good feelings. And as we become more concerned with avoiding that pain, we don't do things that are difficult anymore. So part of life is seeking out difficult things. And that's part of getting outside of one's comfort zone. And if we're addicted to good feelings, we stay inside our comfort zone because it's easy, it's comfortable. It doesn't challenge our sense of our own happiness, which we think we're addicted to because it is the lesson we've taught ourselves by only engaging in behaviors that feel good. If we want to arrange the world around feeling good, we'll avoid those things. And as I look at my life, I haven't really thought about it before now, but I do things that challenge myself. This podcast is one of them. I recorded several before this one that were all garbage and I kept pushing at it. I don't want to do it, but I'm doing it. When I work on my diet. I eat things that I don't always enjoy because they're good for me. When I work out, that's not always fun. When I do Krav Maga, I sweat a lot and sometimes I feel stupid. As I date, that's anxiety inducing. I have to do things that are uncomfortable because one, it teaches me that lesson that life isn't always going to be fun and easy. I have to meet life where it's at, not only do the things that I judge will keep me from, will keep me happy. Because on the other end of those things that keep me, that allow me to feel unhappy, on the other side is generally better stuff. All the good stuff is on the other side of pain, fear, and hard work. And as I push myself through that, over that bridge of pain, fear, and hard work, there's stuff on the other side. And it's this interesting place that I didn't even know I was going to here, that as we look to be emotionally satiated, emotionally sated, and not feel bad feelings. We stick to where we are and create a bubble where if we're challenged at all for our current level of emotional satedness, that we necessarily feel bad. However, that process of feeling bad is a 
bridge to a better version of ourselves that actually makes us happier. There's logic to that growth. It not only teaches us lessons that life is harder than, it's just hard. Like it, it doesn't have to be harder than anything. There's even a lesson. It's just a fact that we're gonna be presented with obstacles, intentional or unintentional. And it is this life lesson that we sort of lost, that we put intentional difficulties in our path on purpose to increase our life satisfaction. At the same time, we actually learn lessons that life isn't easy which makes us able to appreciate life in a different way because if we live a padded life, we learn that, or rather it becomes our baseline, which leads to unhappiness because we have a baseline that's too high. And a high baseline means that most things are gonna show up beneath our expectation for how great life is supposed to be. So what I'm saying here is that I started this all with boredom and I've switched a little bit because I started talking about doing hard things, but boredom's part of it too. And this is probably more about kids. Now it's about adults too. Every minute I see, every minute I'm on the Metro, DC subway, The car is 98% filled with people on their phones looking through Facebook or Instagram or playing Candy Crush. And they are filling their moments with some level of immediate gratification. And if your life is filled with immediate gratification, then you lose the ability to exist without that immediate gratification. And in those moments, that's anxiety-inducing. You have an expectation that every moment is filled with some kind of joy, some level of entertainment. And the brain just isn't designed to work that way. We are a million-year-old organism that has neural pathways designed to work a certain way. Dopamine hits come at these certain intervals and entertainment at other intervals. And when we artificially change that based on new criteria that don't work with us in the way that our bodies were designed to work, we end up learning these lessons and that ends up raising our baseline for happiness expectation. And part of keeping that baseline at a reasonable level to work with the world as it exists, not the way that we want it to exist, is boredom, is understanding that if let's just say all activities in the world are ranked one through 10, 10 being the greatest thing that sipping a margarita on a beach in Mexico at an all-inclusive resort, and one being 
the death of a family member. And we're all, it's the whole range in between. And we need to experience those ranges in order to understand that life isn't always at six and a half out of 10 playing Candy Crush. It's sort of fun, I guess, but when we step back from that immediate gratification, need slash desire slash want slash time-filling activity, we become more in touch with the human element of taking the world for what it is. And it's scary to me that we are unconsciously programming ourselves to live this world in a way that raises our baseline in a way that makes people unhappy and anxious. And the way around it is to just be conscious, just be aware of the world is a difficult place. And the fact that we want it to be easy is irrelevant. And the extent to which we artificially create an environment makes our brain set at a baseline that doesn't match the reality of Earth screws people up, screws our kids up, screws ourselves up. And then what happens eventually is that if human baseline is five, let's say that, it's a nice middle number, and we make it a six and a half, by overcoddling each other, reading and seeing only the things that we like, only hearing the messages that we like and ignoring those others and taking the environment and saying, I don't wanna hear things I don't like, therefore I don't want them to be said. Therefore, I now live in an environment where I only hear the things that I like. Therefore, the world is nicer than it would have been otherwise if I wasn't controlling the messages that I hear. The whole world is filled with, or rather it's been restructured to be something more pleasant, then that becomes the baseline. Therefore, they want to arrange, you want to arrange an economic and cultural policy around an expectation of a world at level seven, even though that's unrealistic because everything has been artificially changed to be something that it isn't it's a problem and I only want us to understand what we're doing and that's it that's the end of this episode of how to human if you have any comments or death threats please send those to how to human cdt at gmail.com Again, that's howtohumancdt at gmail.com. And CDT, of course, stands for comments, death threats.
If you have comments, please keep them succinct. If you have death threats, please make them original.